were not always glamour. Depression, lack of love from family, mistreatment, loneliness, suicidal ideal, fear, betrayal, nightmares from combat, and mental abuse colored his days and haunted his nights. But through self-discipline, determination, mental toughness, hard work through biblical counseling, and keeping his faith in God that was taught by his grandparents, Goodman transformed himself from a depressed and suicidal young man with no hope nor future in one of the world's top endurances known as life. The only man in history whose true mission to inspire others. So they don't be bitter, be better and execute. In their daily life, help others in this human race. In Off the Path, he shares his astonishing life story and reveals that most of us face various personal battles internally and as if there is no way out. Goodman's inspiration of no-hold-bar mentality and no more excuses to push past the storm of life eliminates self-doubt and negative people, accepting and build self-love, and develop a relationship with God to be able to reach their full potential as it is meant to be. Ideal motivation for anyone looking to open their hearts and give more of themselves to the world. Available now. Get your copy today. We live in a world where language and communication have become politically correct. We say bullsh**. This is In the Trenches. We talk about what we want, how we want. How we want. Real and raw. From the military to veterans, society, spiritual government, education, and everything in between, we're having real discussions about it all. Let's do this. This is In the Trenches. And now your host, Jossium. Welcome to another episode of In the Trenches. This is your boy, your host, Jasim. Hey, listen, today is a great day. And before we get into what we're going to talk about, I know many of y'all want to just just want to have a comment about this one hot topic. And throughout, we've been trying to build up to make a point to you all listeners and watchers of the show. But before we really get into it, I want you to watch something. And before I introduce what's coming next. One of the challenges that I've, I've heard people have with black churches is they feel that black churches do not um, do their share when it comes to uh, developing the black community, that they you know receive billions of dollars a year and nothing good comes out of that and that um, all that money kind of goes to, to waste. Black churches can do and the role that the church can play in uh, prosperity for black people. I'm about to interview Dr. Claude Anderson, uh, the expert on poweronomics, and I'm gonna ask him about black churches as well. Uh, but um, uh, I just thought I would share this thought really quick uh, before I move on. Um, here's the deal. 
Now, to build an economy, you pretty much need at least three important things. You need producers, you need consumers, and you need a bank. Producers, consumers, and a bank, right? The producers produce the products, the consumers buy the products, uh, and also the producers have the secondary role of employing the people that are going to become the, the consumers, and also the bank it, it basically extends credit so that the economy can grow. Without banks, uh, the economy constricts because nobody's allowed to give anybody an IOU, or it's very difficult to do, and, um, and you're not able to really expand. So um, if you think about it, a church can be all three of those things. A black church can be the producer of products. Uh, they have, if, they, if, if you train everyone in your church on how to start a business, then you can produce all the products that you need or a big chunk of the products that you need and divert you know, millions of dollars away from other businesses that are producing those products, serving that, that congregation. All right. All right. Now, this is one of the uh, hottest topics today is, you know, far as Black Economics Part 4. I said Part 4, you know, not four like Brother Man on the fifth floor. So part four. So why black churches do not invest in the communities that they're in. And so I brought back and I have all my special folks from every episode to discuss this because this is one of the main issues in the community. And when we see the black community going downward and not upward. So first I want to introduce, as you all know, the one and only, the lovely, the smart, and even though she's on the East Coast, you know, we, we got to still give her a pass on that. The one and only <laughs> misunderstood. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know where I'm from now. You know, Philly, Philly, where I am from. Okay, don't get it twisted. All right. We Philadelphia in the building. If you didn't know, you should know this last year has been all about the East Coast, but that's okay. That's all right. I'm that's glad right. to be here. You know, everybody I'm has a time in a day. <laughs> Look, I'm glad to be here in the trenches. I give y'all what it is to be on this perspective. You know, we haven't had any snow this winter. Like, everything's been great. So, okay. It's great over here. Oh, okay. All right. Well, now I'm going to introduce you to another host, another co-host, this young lady. And this person is, is smart, intelligent, and is a go-getter. But don't, don't get it twisted. Do not allow her sweet smile fool you. She can also, she can also flip the script on you really quick. But also at the same time, she does a lot of community service. She does a lot for her own business and helping young ladies. And, and not when I say young ladies, I don't care what age you are. I just say young ladies to build up their self-esteem, help those who want and trying to create a their own business. But she's doing so much positive in the community. The one and only Arshia, better known as Spontaneous Queen. Hello, beautiful people. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got another one. Uh, he is the older version. He was, he is the original DMX before we had DMX. He gonna speak it raw. He gonna be real. But at the same time, his credentials consist of twenty plus years as a pastor. 
He's a credit card processor and he has a lot of knowledge in real estate. And also he has the idea, I wish you would. <laughs> the one and only Dr. Donald Baker. <laughs> Good to see him. <laughs> uh, you, you, you're on point tonight because uh, I'm gonna tell you something. You said don't let don't let the beauty in assure you fool you. <laughs> she, she can't turn the script. She got some thug in it. And, and, and I just love. I fell in love with me some misunderstood. Because <laughs> I love the East Coast. I love the sounds, the sights, and the smells of the <laughs> East Coast. And I love the East Coast people voice. I love, wait, wait, no misunderstood to hear that voice, that voice. Down here, we don't hear nothing but old Southern draw and everything is going to be all right. How you doing? Yowdy dooty, boy. And everything's going to be all right. And, but that, that, that East Coast, can't, can't nobody do You're it. fixing to do. You're fixing to do yeah. something. You're yeah. fixing and to do it. And I never could figure that one out. I'm fixing to and then if you if you from far south but you go to dallas folks i can't talk bad but i can tell you when you're from dallas everything got an er in it er. and of course the infamous dangerous polluted corrupted New Orleans. Uh oh. Mm. I know when they talk, I run. Uh oh. Uh oh. I know. That's they call that Nola. They call that Nola. Oh. Nola. <laughs> no, 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 no. They say Nola, Nola. That's what they call Nola. Baby, like, baby, 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 baby. Like where Nola? You you took four letters and you that's New Orleans. Like okay. Mm -hmm. Nope. New Orleans. New or no, no, it's a swamp. Swamp. It's a swamp. <laughs> but they have good bayous. They have good. They have good band competition. I'm a bander. I'm, you know. So the the classic is always good. It's always good to go down and hear the sounds of real music. You know, mm -hmm. real music. You can get real music in Orleans, mm -hmm. baby, baby. <laughs> well i want to ask everyone after watching you know you, you our topic today is black economics part four why black churches don't invest in the black community or the community that they are in that they are established so looking at this 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 short video that that was played what do you all take on the topic on the subject Is that your final what? answer? Oh, yes. I was about to say. No, I'm talking to me. answer. <laughs> I was trying to be a gentleman, let the ladies go first. <laughs> if they get you that certain amount of money for the church members and for the community, and it's not going back into the church, what the hell the money going to? Mm. That's one question. Mm-hmm. And how is the documentation? Because if they're getting all this money, how is they documenting how they're spending this money? Mm -hmm. 
Well, I'll answer a portion. I ain't got a lot more to say. Mm. Being, a, being an insider, uh, first off, most people don't know that anytime you receive nonprofit money and funds, it's public information. Now, you can go on the website and see all the documentations who gave money, and you're going to see their name for the politicians. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be uh, that you walk into your church and say, let me see the books. They should tell you because it's nonprofit money. But I warn you, with caution, with careful consideration, don't walk in no black church and ask that today. Because look, you're going to think you was at Uncle Willie's club because they're going to fight and they're going to throw you out and the deacon's going to get you. Mm. And they're going to throw you out. But literally, that's supposed to be. If, if In the old days, and I ain't old at all, I'll be 25 in May uh, of this year. And, and there is a church I used to go to. They put a on the board. You come in, you knew how many people were in Sunday school and how much they took up on the little, y'all remember the little boat they used to put? That was the form of full disclosure. Any nonprofit books should be and is open to the public. Mm-hmm. You may catch hell trying to get them. But go in and ask a question where your dollars are going. Are they going? And I'm going to mess with them tonight, so I'm going to hush up. Are they going in suits and fancy cars? And most churches? Now, y'all going to have to protect me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most churches have to take care of their home. Wife, and they have little children. And then most of the preachers have a second home. I believe that. Second home. A second family. And some of them got a third. Mm -hmm. And the money got to go to the second home to care for the, I guess that would be the concubine or the girlfriend or the side piece. Mm-hmm. sideline or she may be called the just in case just in case you number one that. goes sour I already had number two <laughs> and now number one went sour had to get rid of her and, and number two still in play but number two becomes number one but remember I got to get another number two are you doing that shuffling yeah, and tell me where the money is going. It, where the money is going. Okay? It could be going down there. Down the slope. But go in and ask if you ain't seeing some production. Now, I would say this seriously. 
all of the churches doesn't have a hole, a leak in their pocket. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, they are not fired by the community. In so, black, so let me ask you this. So based on what you what you're saying, how where majority most of it from what you're saying is don't have a leak in the church, but yet and still from the the understanding and the reading, for example, like I'm looking at uh, an article on black economics that's out of the UK that was written about black churches. And the title is black churches have collected $8 billion in 10 years. And so well, one of the questions that really, uh, that I really want to ask is with that, what does the black community have to show for $350 billion that was tax-free dollars that's in the community? If, if it's, is it a little, amount of churches or is it a large amount of black churches that have that hole in their pocket to have that much revenue as a whole for as all of them as lumped together to have that kind of income coming in that's tax-free but unable to or unwilling to reinvest into the community that they have taken money from When you talk about what they have done, it's not just what they have done, what they are doing currently. And when there's no real accountability, then the purse is wide open. If you allow me, I'll give you guys some inside secrets. Go ahead. When it comes to the black church and denominational wise, there's totally, the structure is different. Uh, I'm probably not gonna ever get to go to church again. <laughs> if they're black, apostolic, black Pentecostal, black holiness church, the black charismatic church. The preacher controls the purse in those industries. They'll have a board and it'll be just like this board here. It's just a piece of wood. It just, it, it, it serves no purpose. The, I, I got the board here, but the board don't make no decisions. Only the decisions they make is the ones I articulate. Okay. So and everybody else has to just be quiet, eat it, swallow it like castor, and take a deep breath. You love this church? Well, shut the <laughs> hell up and stay here and keep getting on your pew and giving your little 50 cent. In the black church, Baptist denomination, there's a little bit more structure. Is There is a board that controls the finances. Now look here, Reverend, you ain't no just man. The old deacons uh, got the two teeth. I ain't gonna spend money like that today. 
and they hope for that, man. That's some bullshit. Not today. We, man, we had another picture before you, and we ain't going for today. I turned my real bad year to give up. Now, we ain't going to do that. Man, we ain't getting another car. <laughs> In the church, there's always some shifting going on. Mm -hmm. I almost said something else. They always got some shift going on. Well, misunderstood. Let me ask you, what's your take on on the idea? And next, I'd like to hear from Arshia. You know, it bothers me when we get to talking like this because at the end of the day, what's happening, what's going on, and how it works, it, to me, just pulls people further and further and further away from God, the spirituality, their creator, you know, so they believe that however they do it is better than the church and whatever. Um, speaking from personal experience, I know that the church that I go to, they do a lot of community stuff. Like, so to answer the question, Arcia said, where does this money go? This money goes to, you know, feeding the world as the pandemic shut down. You know, like we didn't have church, but my church had food lines every other day, you know, giving out all of the produce in this, in, you know. So there's other things that they try to do or pick up to do in and within the community. Um, now what Donna was talking about, I do know that I think it's every, every three months or, you know, quarterly or whatever, we do have this thing called the church meeting mm -hmm. and you can come to the financial meeting and Hold you can on. get we all just had an intruder. Uh-oh. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> yes. So now we have, we have a special guest, a big special guest on and on, Dr. Ken Johnson, the man, the myth, and the legend. Welcome. Well, we're sorry. We, go ahead, misunderstood. Now, silence him, look, but go ahead. Yeah, look, I, he came on to make sure that I was saying it right, you know? <laughs> That's what happens at them meetings. They make sure you got to come in and know what you're talking about. They only going to give you a certain amount of time to ask these questions. And this is literally the only day that you need to be asking questions like this. After this day, you know, come in with all your questions because all your questions won't get answered to the best of their ability. And then after that day, you need to understand why it is, how you're doing, what you're doing, where your money going and all of that. But I see a lot of, you know, like my church does things for like moms, you know what I mean? We do baby showers, you know, like citywide baby showers. So if you're expecting, you mm -hmm. can come know how they were doing the shortages with the formula and all that. So it's like, now, it's funny because is that the money that they receive? Because they sure do stand in front of the pulpit and ask us for the donations of these things. So if you're receiving money on one end, but then you turn around and ask for a donation on the other end, what is maybe happening to the money? Or are you matching the money? You know, sometimes it looks like they do a lot of matching. Like what whatever comes up, they will actually make it bigger. Um, I know... You know, and, and like I said, it's not all churches that are bad. 
they get a bad rap because I think it's easier for us not to want to be accountable for living a, you know, a life that is honorable of God. And it doesn't matter. You don't have to do it in the church, but because that is what we're talking about, you know, everybody for years, I know many of my uncles, they never went to church because they thought that their, they thought that their money was buying the Cadillac that the preacher drove. And it was like, okay, well, you do know, like, he can have a Cadillac, but you can have a Cadillac, too. Well, wait a minute. It's not even about the Cadillac. It's about the blessing. And you're not receiving the blessing because you sitting here talking about the fact that this man ain't did nothing because you don't want to give your money up. And it's like we get caught up in all of the other things when we forget that it's just the honorable thing that if you believe it, you give it. That way it can be doubled, tripled, whatever, pressed down, shake it together. You know how they say the run is over. But we miss that part when we have conversations like this because people will think I can do so much more with my money. But yet, because they did not give forth that that money, they don't see the they don't see God showing up in their lives in certain ways. That's my that's just my take. I don't know. Yeah, I think the, the, what we're trying to come to is some resolve as to why the black church pick up so much money and doesn't do some development in the community. Now, listen, in all honesty. Well, before you before, before, you, before you go there, let, let me let me I want to hear something from Arshia because, you know, she she's a okay. quiet. She's a quiet. She uh, she put a question out there for us. Yeah, yeah. She she got that. She's that assassin that just real quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I come from a, come from a debate now background now, Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna tell you what I have observed. Um, people, I'm gonna say some of the people that I saw in the church wasn't for the people. They was playing church. They was playing a role. I was in a leadership when I was a little bit younger in my twenties and then observing them go to the back, count the money. And then each one of them put the money, some of the money in their purse. I see that, you know, or after they leave, then you hear somebody of the leadership or the cloth, they say, talk about a member. And I was like, wait a minute, that kind of screwed me up, you know, seeing that kind of stuff. Um, I've been in a position where the pastor wanted me to be her PA. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm too young for that, you know. Uh, you need to get somebody older to do that. Because the way that they was trying to carry out the duties, it wasn't, I believe at the time, it wasn't what a pastor supposed to do. Well, she what was he doing? Do what she wanted that? me to help her give her money to pay the, the drama, help her pay for groceries, help her pay for the piano. But they need you know? to be paid now. I ain't knocking that. But not for me. Not for me. Well, well, well what the money go to you think it's supposed to go to? You know, um, see, in order to discredit the money, and you got to understand, first of all, the question is, where is it going? And where is it not going? Now, the drama need to be paid. The organ player need to be paid. And can I say this? Yeah. The that's what I just paid. But uh, I get it need to be paid, but not. The Bible for me. said a workman is greater than. 
Not for me. Hey, they know ahead of time that that I preacher or that person gonna be playing. Don't you come when you're cutting up because you know we got rehearsals and then we gotta learn the music and then you gotta <laughs> deal with people talking about what color we wearing and everything. I'm coming here to play the song. If it was that simple, I wouldn't have to get no check. But now but that I gotta deal with all the other the white the black the brown and the yellow i disagree with all of it first and foremost we're guilty of doing fads we want to do what the world do we want to act like the world and we're supposed to be the light Kirk Franklin decided to wear tight pants and his crouches and stomp and everybody <laughs> thinking that's what's up. That's true. We and can praise the Lord. Praise, praise the Lord should be a sacred thing, a beautiful thing. I don't care if you can't hold the note. If you decide to praise the Lord with a broken note, I give you more credit than a nigga wearing tight pants. Talking about stuff. Hey, hey, hey. Let me, to, let me swing this some this in the trenches. He this was is in the trenches. He was in the trenches. He was in the trenches. He was in the trenches. He <laughs> you, you're a guest. You're a guest. We can cut you out and you eating. <laughs> Who is we? Who is we? Well, the check when I was fighting for him, you, I'm going to let you donate it to a call. You ain't got to pay him a penny. <laughs> hey, Ken Johnson is right on one thing. Listen, we should understand we attend church. Isn't it amazing? We vote our convictions. And in the church, we let down our hat. We shut our eyes to stuff that we know ain't right. Girl, that ain't my business. I, I, I ain't got nothing to do with that. No, really. But hold on. The church, Adrian, people, if we stay content, we the churches, it. we want to know what and why is the church is not supporting. Hey, come be my musician. What do you say? What's up, man? Can, can y'all get Terrell? The question is, is the, uh, the, the, the amount of money that that church pick up, why is it not developing communities? Correct. And the problem okay. is that, I'll tell you here locally, is uh, that it's a, it's a known problem. The average church goer, I'm going to use Houston, that, man, can you build him? <laughs> he talk to his hey, wife look at Average okay. church is not developing their community. You come to the black church in Houston, you will see something that is strange. The community is falling apart around the church. The homes are falling apart. And we pull up in Lexus, Mercedes, and Cadillacs, and the homes of the elderly is falling apart. When a church is a community church, they will help restore the community back to normalcy, even if that community is not going to their church. You said it today, and I said it, we talked, Terrell, is you can't get the attention of a hungry belly baby or child. They ain't gonna pay attention in school and class. 
Now, that money that is picked up on an average Sunday morning is a tremendous amount. Now, mind you, we know this. Yes, there's art, a church is a business. The musician, these people, that's, they skill for this, they talent, the songsters, psalmists. Yeah, I'm for them getting paid. Uh, I'm the not. organ player and, and, and stuff. Here's why. I'm not. Yeah, well, I understand. We all have different opinions. It's, it's that. I think they should do it unto the Lord, just like we started. You ain't got paid in the 70s. You didn't get paid yeah. in the 80s. See, that mess crept into the church, just like the book of Jews say they crept, they creep in unaware. They creep they, in their they, underwears? Yeah, that too. But what happens is <laughs> the reason the reason why we have this stuff going on now is because pastors allowed it. You can't tell me that we can't have church without a drummer and, a, and an organist. Man, I put in the soundtrack before I get these Negroes a penny. Because why, why would you let a musician come into your church? Now, I'm not homophobic, but let's keep it 100. Majority of these car directors are gay boys, and y'all know that. We've seen it in the church. It creeps into the church. Why do we why do we give in to foolishness when we have an opportunity to stop it? Same way you can't go to your job and smoking weed in front of your supervisor. You can't go to parading weed in front of your, your co-workers. Well, let so, me ask you a question. Should so the homosexual be in the church? Ho, ho, say that what? No, 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 no. What's your question? Should the homosexuals, because you say you ain't homophobic, but you say no, they shouldn't they be should paid. They should be in the church. I didn't say they and, shouldn't and, be in and the and church. You said, and you I said they, they shouldn't get paid. No. I don't. Hey, look, Doc, I'm a firm believer of John 3.16. He said, whosoever believeth in me. That's the white, brown, black, gray, lesbian, LGBTQ, and everything, and the roaches. If the roach believe, he going to make it. But the fact that I said they shouldn't get paid because we started that. You're going to tell me why? i tell you what, as a pastor, I'm not paying nobody who got earrings in their ear, sitting over there playing the drum, can't worship, don't never come to the altar, but want me to give them a check after service. I don't think so. I rather well, I got have, a problem with that. I'd rather have Sister Aiden with that tambourine just going at it old school, stomping the feet, putting dust up, because we didn't have it then. Mm -hmm. You know what? I understand talent, but I believe this here. When they make it, and the ones who do, if they can go and have a free concert, which that's like probably 1%, and make a donation back, it's too much foolishness around paid musicians. God gave well, you, you went from paid musicians well, to that's, homosexuals on, hold on, Dr. Johnson. You this is in the trenches, Doc. Yeah, it's okay. But I'm, I want to just do some. Practice. I made a point. We I said I wasn't we, being homophobic. I just said. I know you're not homophobic. The majority of the choir directors are gay. And the majority of the church members are homemongers. Well, that's true, too. But see, and guess what? We're not talking about that. Well, well, hold on. If you're going to throw the homosexual out, you need to throw out the adulterers, throw out the liquor drinker, the cigarette smoker. Don't pay none of them. See what I'm trying to say is 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 this? There has to be a straight up about the music. rule of conduct, a decorum. Now listen, let me let me we finish making my point. Hold on, no, you finish. 
You, we used to say no, women couldn't come to Negro, church. I'm not finished. They, you can't cut me off no when you want to talk credits 97% of the time. I'm not finished. Okay. I'm well, on the trenches now. Well, you're on I the trenches, but you, you can point. get out the trenches because your statement doesn't line up with the facts that you believe. Well, if you're going to get finish. rid of let the homeless, I'm with you. But let me finish my statement. No, let me finish my statement. Hear the whole matter. Man, shut your mouth and let me finish my statement. Man, Let's hear the whole Water in the court. <laughs> okay. So let me, let, me ask. let me finish the statement. All right. My statement, my statement was not finished. I wasn't just bashing homosexuals. That is not what I'm doing. That is not what I'm saying. We were talking about the musicians. We're talking about the paid musician. And I was pointing out why I don't think any of them should get paid in the church. Let me finish the statement. Statement that I'm making is that if you have a ministry, uh, uh, whether you have a storefront or you have 2,000 or you have 10, uh, I don't need a paid musician. If I got a small church, like what I'm a part of, we got soundtracks. And those girls sing better than any choir you could put up. And, and, and the fact of the matter is what I'm saying, Baker, you should know this. You passed it for 20-some years. I'm no, not I'm with you, Ken, but... But let me finish the, the statement. The statement... Is, uh, All churches are not small. Well, that's what I'm getting ready to say, too. I don't care if you're small can, can or big. Can you verify one thing for me? If you let me finish you went my, to my church, You went to my church and you was an eyewitness. To, and I'm not joking with this. You was an eyewitness to many miracles at our church. You was you an didn't eyewitness pay no musician. to strippers. You, you, you was didn't pay no musicians. You was an eyewitness to people. Exactly. It took one person from the strip club, guys, to witness to another stripper and they were coming from the strip club to yeah, our let church me, we didn't nah, let me finish what i'm we saying what i'm saying homosexuals we let no, them no. sing let, so, hey, man, let me finish my statement we're gonna let it's uh, longer than my credit card statement go ahead. we're gonna let uh, uh johnson go ahead and finish sure. nah, listen i come out of a big church and i'm not going to name the church because i'm not here to put anybody on blast but well, it's okay this is in the trenches you came out of a yeah. white church See, like i don't need you no if you don't learn to let somebody else talk and listen you don't know my story you can't tell it i can only tell my story you don't know all the facts i'm not talking about the white pentecostal church brother brother baker i'm talking about the black baptist church i grew up in when i was a little what boy. baptist church now nah, don't worry about all that you just let me talk <laughs> go ahead Man, listen, listen, here's the fact. The fact of the matter is, I don't care if it's, I'm talking all churches, there's not no particular denomination. Mm -hmm. I believe that if you have a church, if you pastor of a church, you're totally responsible for what's going on in that church. Now, if it was me, if I can get a mega church tomorrow, I am not paying any musicians, even if I had a mega church tomorrow. Reason being, I believe what old school, let's do it unto the Lord. You know, Adrian, if they invite you as a singer to the nursing home, are you going to charge them? Adrian, you're a gospel singer. Misunderstood? It, it, I it's different. I, I mean, you. if I'm singing, if I'm singing in the choir, if I'm singing as the group, then no, that is not how it works. But if I show up by myself, yeah, I get paid. 
If I sing okay, at your funeral, well, you won't be there. So, but no, that's so just John, called getting no, no. into. That's called. That's called evolving into the fact that I can sing forever, and I've always sang forever. But why do I no. now have to be broke because I'm singing unto the Lord when oh, I can't yeah, actually get paid for my, you know, for my craft? Like if I was yeah, a writer. Good. And I wrote you something, you would want to compensate me for giving, okay. you know, so you can't just say it like, I mean, I hear where you're coming from, but when you say well, it like, changes, you know, the choir the is not getting paid. If, if you're the a choir paid music, is not getting paid. If you're a paid musician, if you're an artist, then that means that if I know that you're an artist and if I invite you to an event, of course you should get compensated. That's your skill. That's what you do. But I'm talking about the church. Cause see all of but these artists. Must see no, because nowadays you got church musicians that are well. I, I like I said, I can only speak for my church, and I go to a good church, and I like the fact that I go to this church because out of all of the things that have happened, you know, you can find raggediness wherever you look. If you pay here's attention to it, you see. But if you, if you know that, no, wait a minute, hold on, do me a favor. When. What we need to know is that however, whichever way you're doing it, when you come unto the Lord, then no, you do not have to be paid and you do not have to be compensated for anything that you are doing. Okay. However, when the church is now building your choir around it and then, you know, you sing and then 200 people doing your church because you had a good musician, you know, you then turn around after a while and then have to want to pay this musician because they might be coming up with their own music like now okay so i it's so funny i you are the only person that i know when i was growing up we had this real bad musician okay and i used to go home and tell my mom like listen we got tracks that sound better than this lady like we just sing with the track and <laughs> and they used to laugh at me so for you to say that that's what you would do. I got to say to you, shout out to you, but that is some trifling shit to do. But understand, don't you put on no CD and let, let the people play. Asia, let me make this point and then I'm going to clear this up, Terrell, because it's your show and I'm going to respect that. Here's the deal. The Bible talks about doing things, number one, in decent and in order. So no, I'm not going to just let anybody come up who can't you know, do that. Because when we worship it, we worship it unto him. We should do that in decent and order. If Sister Gretchen can't sing, then we're going to let her sing in the shower. But if Sister Adrian happen to come and be a member who can sing, then we're going to let Sister Adrian sing. But where I'm going with this, Adrian, is this here. If you are a school musician, or if you're a person of talent, if you're an artist and you're doing your thing, I'm not talking about that situation. I'm talking about if you're starting a church, if you have a church, small church, medium-sized church, don't let musicians control the narrative. I say that from experience because I've seen guys, they'll jump from one church to another church because somebody offered them a different dollar. If you're doing it unto God, it shouldn't be about that, number one. Number two, you can worship, you can have church, and not have to have all of that foolishness. I mean, I love Leandra Johnson. She can sing her butt off. But I don't want to see my choir member singing her butt off during Sunday morning and then got on her Daisy Dukes at night representing the club. I have a problem with that. 
because if you're going to do it as a ministry, then you're supposed to be doing it unto him, representing the ministry, the church. You can't be you can't be a, a pastor of a church and then want to be a big pimp at night because the two don't mix. Somewhere you got to make a sacrifice, even in yourself, in your walk, in your representation. But, but where did where Daisy Duke and being a pimp are two different things? Yeah, I've seen that. Two different things. I put listen, wait a minute, hold on now. You said something to me because you know my tag is got my boom. And we out here. We everywhere. The one place we will go is the strip club. So don't think that when you see me in the strip club, I'm not doing it unto God. See, that's the problem. Because just because I got on some Daisy Dukes don't mean that you can't take my Lord do it. You know what I mean? It's the same situation. And no. if you see me, that what means I'm now relatable to you. Yeah. You're not seeing me up on a pulpit and that seems like I'm someplace where it's like foreign. Now you see me in my fault and then you understand that we walk this thing together. And because of the way God loved me, he loved you just as well. So you can have Daisy Dukes on, you can have tight jeans on, you can have tight suits on. Like we can't get into that part of it when it comes down to ministry because and if you're going to show up and you're going to do it. Money if you don't want to accept it all. I'm talking about representation. But but representation in the building is one thing. So that means that because I sing in the choir, I can go to carry your ministry is another thing. If you're a leader in this ministry, you do have a you you are accountable. It ain't got nothing to that's do with probably why I'm not a leader. That okay, is probably why I'm not a leader. But guess what? I'm a, I'm a leader in my own right because people you know see me in all different walks and they say, Ain't I'm you the girl? Yes, I'm I am. Talking about, I'm okay. talking about representation well, as well, a leader. Well, let me ask y'all this question. Ashia. How often and how much do you think church leaders take advantage of, of the faith of poor black people? I'm going to say 95, 90% of the time. Well, uh, let's be fair about something. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me speak. I'm going to say 90, I'm going to say 80% and 90% of the time because they, I believe, um, they can see more what's going on. Uh, some of the uh, members come and tell them their business so they know how to maneuver and you take advantage of those people. Not not, not all of them, though, but I believe 80 percent of them uh, t takes advantage. Hey, I have a I have a question and I have a point. I'm going back to this money issue and I'll come back to Adrian because I'm not. This is not a bashing session. That is not what it is. No, it's no, by no means this is bashing. This is. We're talking uh, about money. We're talking but, about. But y'all didn't let her finish her statement. Y'all didn't let me finish sure. it. I just broke it up into well, a separate Your statement was longer than my credit card statement. Let her well, then finish that's your credit card statement. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to make this point, regardless of what Baker talking about. The reason, why, the reason why we have a situation with money, with the small churches, is because, number one, look at the factor of where a small church is birthed from. Pastor Baker, I don't like what you said or did. I'm about, I'm bouncing. I'm going to go start my own little church. And then we get these small churches. They run their operation just like they run their household. They can't take care of God's house because they ain't taking care of their house. The money situation is this here. You got a church who's taking in money, the little money that they get. Watch this here. Is it going to a separate bank account 
misunderstood or is it going into their personal bank account? Who's over that money? Who's accountable? Who's being accountable? How are you well, going to I invest? hope that it's into a separate account and oh, then that would be the only I've way seen, that you seen, accountable, I've seen, right? No, I've seen offering going to the preacher's pocket and we all go out to eat. And that's unacceptable. And see, now that nope. kind of stuff is that's something that you speak of. Well, that's what that, I'm saying. Now, Factors. But, but so if, you, if you're not putting the church money, you don't have nobody in accountable to help your church grow, be responsible for that money. Now, I know Baker. I know he's full of crap and he joke around, but he did handle his business at his church. That I can vouch for. Had quality people over quantity. But the fact of it is, is that even with the big churches, they're not doing investment to the communities because you know why? They're trying to take care of theirs first. I don't have a problem with a preacher driving a Cadillac, living in a nice house, taking care of his family. That should be done. But then you don't have accountability or you can't do nothing for the neighborhoods because it's not in your agenda. It's not being done. You don't need nobody to come tell you what you need to do for the community, but so, it's not being done. But if so you let me look at the community around the black churches, the black churches community is already filled up. The black churches community is filled up with the Jewish people that have already made all of the uh, shopping centers and everything. Because if you go to a nice big church, if you look around the big church, there's malls and everything so that you could be dumb enough to go to church and then walk out and then go give all your money to somebody else in the community. So the way that in my church, but I go to a mega church. So the mega church is, is a lot different, you know? So when they look, like I said, the monies that we do, they say, what, it's like 10% or whatever. So they, they, they have an a lot amount that goes to the community. But then they have a lot of amount that goes to scholarships. You know what I mean? So they they split it and break it. But when you're talking about little community, little churches and all that kind of stuff, first and foremost, if you got a church, it shouldn't be in the pastor's name. The pastor shouldn't even be over the money. Like my mom was a trustee all my life. So I remember growing up where they used to have to call to get the, you know, the they have to get, you couldn't just pay the bill you couldn't just do it and then send a receipt or you you know what i mean there was ways and stuff and i mean they used to fight with her but i just, I just it, like i said it scares me to the chickens because you just asked a question about does it take advantage of poor people that means we are looking at church the wrong way you understand well, yeah, because i can be poor I can be broken and I can be given, but at the same token, if that is what the message is telling me and the message is saying that I'm supposed to give it so that I can show good faith and giving, and then it will be blessed. It will give, be given back to me. That's not called taking advantage of. That's no, called believing in something. And, and there's other people from the outside looking in that be thinking, well, you broke, so why would you pay them? No, you mind your damn business because what I'm doing unto my God is how I'm doing what I'm doing for God. And how uh, dare anybody sit there and say that somebody taking advantage of me because I believe in what it is that I'm doing. And okay, I agree so with I'm, you on that. I agree no, with you on that because, number one, if I'm going to give to the church, I'm hoping that I'm giving to a church that's doing right by the, by the finances. But at the same token, Adrian, I'm like you. Once I give it to the church, I did my part and I'm trusting God for my resources. Now, if they mess it up and I find get knowledge of how they mishandling, that's something totally different than I would handle that situation. 
But I'm not going to say all churches are doing bad because there's some structure in some of the other churches. Uh, but the small churches, they got some issues going on. And they okay, need some so, so let me ask y'all, I have uh, some more questions to ask each of y'all. And, and, you know, the silent ex- uh, assassin, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm watching. So how does your church decide which Y'all check on Donald. Check on Donald. Donald, are you still there? Oh, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay. I just was making sure. I wasn't making sure you were sitting there good. I was just making sure, baby. Yeah. Going back oh, the I'm way you good. were, you was good. Okay. You was listening. So my I, was, I, I just was making sure. Then one lose. How then one lose you in this thing. That's how. Oh, he all right. Don't. Then he got a glass of wine. He all right. So how the leave not alone, kid. Coming on here like a damn cowboy. I just want to compliment misunderstood on one of her questions, but go ahead. I was going to ask the question, how does your church decide which community project or initiative to support financially? How do y'all church decide? I don't think my church doing much of nothing for the community yet. They just bought a building. They ain't doing nothing. They, they could be doing something, but they ain't doing nothing. They trying to take care of that building. What about you, uh, Misunderstood, Arshia, and Dr. Bacon? But define more what you said, taking care of the community. Who, who going first? Giving to the Red Cross, giving to the shelter. No, the, no, when we're speaking about community, we're speaking about the community that the church is, has it been, the black churches established. So for you know, that surrounding, that area, how are they deciding which community project are they initiate to support them financially? Because like in the video, you came in uh, after the video was shown, the video basically was describing how the black church can help black economics in the community by three several things. And and one, one of them is basically so many words, training, teaching, and then reinvesting back into the community. And we see that some parts in some areas, in most areas, not all, that the black churches are not investing back in the community that they have been established. I'm gonna go last since I've been talking. What about you, uh, misunderstood, Dr. Baker and Arshia? Um, what I would say is, like I said before, I can't, I can't say no wrong about my church. Now, how do they decide what we're going to do? I've never seen like parishioners decide. I've always heard it, you know, come from the pulpit. This is what we're going to do. And then we jump on it from there, you know? So how does it come about? It might be like I just said about the the pandemic mm-hmm. with, with what was it going on in the pandemic, the way that my church did it was, well, you know, the Dr. Eva Stanford, the lady that did all the stuff for black people that got the medicine, she went to my church. You, you know what I mean? So it's different coming out of my church because it's a little bit different. So if it's on the news, you know what I mean? Like they, that's what they are going to pick in it like that. 
but it's on a higher, larger scale because Eva actually started that little COVID testing in our driveway, in our church parking lot, but then went through and hopefully she got all the way down there where y'all are. You know what I mean? Just trying to work for minorities and doing different things. The same way with the food banks. When, you know, we ran, when people were running out of food, you know, those are the types of things. Like if we see the need or we hear about the need, like people are dying in the street. They haven't really figured out something about the dying in the street yet. But you can tell that they have their ears to the ground because like if a police officer gets a police officer gets shot or something like that, then they run on to that. Um, I know recently, like, uh, what's his name? DeSantos in uh, Florida, the man that's been taking away all of the African-American history classes and stuff. Well, he just got a big honor from one of the, one of the groups that were in this area, like honored him. And so what my church has now done is completely like boycotted everything about it so you know if you are affiliated with that group and because you're affiliated with that group that group gives you scholarships now you no longer are with that group so now the church has picked up those scholarships you know like so it's the way that the way that they do it is really hands-on within the community if there's a family that you know that that i don't know if you guys heard about the family that were all like 12 it was like 12 kids that died you know, like we did that funeral, like, you know, so it's, how does it come about? It just seems like it's the need of the times. It might not be, you know, something that Donald said he needed help with this. And we decided to do that. Cause one thing we don't do is just have like regular fundraisers. Like that's the only thing I fought about my church. We don't have chick, we don't have fish fries and all that kind of stuff. Because you know, back in the day, those used to be the things that make the money and stuff. We don't do we don't do any of that kind of raising of money of funds. So, you know what I mean. So it's different. It's different from a church. But like I said, there's also that annual meeting where you can come and you can find out everything that's doing all the way down to the penny. You know, and and if you got questions, you can stand at the microphone and ask your questions. You know, so there's. I do know that it doesn't happen in all the churches. Gotcha. I do know that. But well, I also know that I stopped going to church for people a long time ago. Because I realized when you go to church looking for people, finding out what people is doing or hearing about the stories of the people, that will completely deter you from God. And I realized that I don't go there for none of that. So, I, you know, that's the kind of stuff that happens. We do the thing, you know, we but he give us a bag. So it's all political, you know what I mean? Because now you got a whole bunch of people in the community walking around with this one bag. And the bag has the church's name on it. So now the church is getting more publicity because, you know, like you're out there shopping, but you're shopping with this bag and you're doing it on this day. So, but I believe that it's going to the community when you hear about the community and you hear people talk in my community about the church. You know, for the most part, it's good. But, you know, I don't believe that everything is always good. It just depends on who you ask it and on that day. So what about you? Yeah. What, what's your take on it? Um, since the pandemic, I haven't been to a physical church. I have switched over to online. Um, for me, I just, I grew 
some of the areas of the church, well, the church I was at, um, it was spirit led sometimes, but it was people led. Mm. <laughs> and so, um, I just decided to go to church online until I find another church home. But the church uh, that I attend is TDJ Church. And I love, I went when I was in Urban. Pick your head up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I was in Urban, I attended the church. So I got what I needed. You know, it might not be for everybody, but I got what I needed. And I like the business aspect of it. You know. Um, for me, I like the business aspect of it, but the other churches I went to was a smaller church. So my perspective uh, might be a little bit different than other people. So that's my take of it. What about you, Dr. Baker? And then uh, Dr. Johnson. Well, interesting to hear <laughs> everybody's opinion. As a person who passed the 20 plus years, not counting the years I preached, not as a pastor, not counting the years I served as a system pastor to three churches. Everybody got something to say. Uh, Johnson, Dr. Johnson said it so well. He would come by and drop in on us at any given time. Today, Terrell, we had a conversation about, do I bolster it? Yes, I do. But the fact that I've passed it 20 plus years and never took an offering. Now, there's people out there that know men hearing this. Never took an offering. Never had an anniversary. If I caught them trying to set up something, I would shut it down. Because my concept was to God, my, not my agreement with the church and not my agreement with the board and with people. But I had an agreement with God that if I do what you say do, I don't have to sell a chicken dinner. I don't have to get up and beg for money. If you just keep giving me the strength to go out and be able to provide for my family, I'm good. I wrote a check like everybody else. With that said, when you talk about what we're supposed to be is why the black church will not invest in the same community they're establishing. And the reason, number one, is this. The preachers go to the hoods and open a church. And they go to the suburbs to lead them. And because the suburbs ain't gonna let you Negroes come over there with your shouting and dancing and blocking the parking and cars being broken into. So because of that, in your community where your church is at, you won't even petition the city to fix the damn holes in the street, less known than help anything else. And if you won't do that, surely you're not gonna build a school. 
Surely you're not going to be a daycare that is affordable. Surely you're not going to have a bus route. Surely you're not going to feed the elderly because you know, preachers, that your money comes in from the suburbs on Sunday morning and leaves out on Sunday. You worse than the Chinese man with the chicken stuff. Now, that part is the church has been trained to lie to us. And how do we, they lie? I just about to ask that question. How? I'm going to tell it tonight. Well, we ain't got much time because we had a, a credit card statement fell on. Here's <laughs> how they lie to us. Every black church has had a building fund since 1820. And we never see buildings come up. You check. You give the building fund every Sunday on that envelope. Ain't no building coming. <laughs> it's a building fund. That fund, that doesn't say for construction. That's a building, what? Say it together, church. Fund. Fund, fund means this. You can fund getting some new chairs, fund a new pew, fund the bus, fund the pastor, and never build a building. And we, we, we live we govern our lives by law. Okay? How are you going to build a building when you, if you mathematically take the average mega church in America, the average church in America is 250 people. If you have 250 people in your church, it's, it's classified as a mega church. A 250 people church in today's economy cannot build a $20 million facility. But you gotta you gotta lead and bleed to get the money in the account from people. Now, no joke. In the slavery days, the slave owners would send a white man by the black church. And he sit in the pulpit. No joke. His job was this, and y'all remember these songs, was to make sure that the Negroes were not talking about the right now prosperity. It was always the here and after. Oh gosh, did somebody belch? All God's children got shoes on the other side. That's the, you remember that? Oh, we're going to be blessed on the other side. It was always over yonder. Over yonder, everything's going to be all right. Over yonder, we're going to have milk and honey. Over yonder. And the white man would sit up there in the pulpit, literally, and with a cigar in mind, and he would report back to Mr. Master, yeah, the, yeah, the, the good niggers, niggers, uh, they're, they're talking about the here and after, and they're not trying to feast off of the right now. And then we taught our people that 
when we get, oh, if we, I may not get a mansion over here, but oh, over in Zion, I'm going to have my mansion. I may not have, like Ken Johnson, gold on my neck, but oh, when I get to heaven, I'm going to walk on streets of gold. Think about it. They told you you can talk about over yonder, but don't talk about over here. Mm-hmm. And because we have been crippled, we have been padlocked. And then we go to church for 100 years, 400 years. We still talking about the God of tomorrow. And then we come to church and the preacher tell us, give and unto the Lord. And you go, he gonna give it back. And some of them will shake, shake all the chicken juice off. Shake, press down, hit the organ. Ken don't want to play the musician. Come on, man, follow my key. Hit the organ. Mm-hmm. Shaking together. Mm-hmm. Running over. Mm-hmm. And, and going to sisters are going in the bosom. They're giving that money. No, they got to read the writ, man. We have been taught to have faith in the here and after right now. I don't need to walk on gold when I get to heaven. I just need to get there. But I do need some gold while I'm here. Mm-hmm. I don't need a mansion in heaven for what? We miss it. I need a mansion over here. Because if I... what? Imagine over there, if I'm going to be like him and spirit, there is no place for me to dwell. But well, that's why he said he's going to be a mansion. In my house, a mini mansion. Can't take away what the word said. Well, we're not going to have that debate. But listen, that is a... It's the facts that we read the Bible from the wrong angle. That's a uh, that's giving you a description how splendors heaven is. You think it, you think it's real streets of gold, and you Negroes steal everything in the way. You think God gonna put gold out there? No, it's a beauty. It's a splendor. In my father's house, or Well, I ain't. But I'm telling you, it's a description how beauty. The writer of can the just explain. And so since the same God who's giving that description is the same God who spoke everything into existence. Hello. We're gonna give, we're gonna give you that time. We're gonna give you that time. But some people gonna get the hell. statement is longer than my credit card statement. And gonna be asked to let out because they gonna get to heaven and they're gonna realize that they are spirit and not flesh. And where in my mansion with all them rooms? Where the streets of gold? Where's the water at that I'm supposed to drink and the leaves from the trees that I'm supposed to wipe and be healed? That's just telling you when you get there, the day you die, you immediately behold, I show you a mystery. Okay? Boom, in a moment. Watch out there, I need that money. In the twinkling of an eye, the dead and Christ shall rise first. When you die and exit this nasty, t- tormenting set of flesh that want everything. When you die, you boom, you in his hands. 
You I'm going to get this nigga Oscar here in a minute. Yeah, well, give me some, some oxygen. <laughs> you don't want to pay. You don't want to pay the musician. Church is treated like a business. Now, let me say this. The black church has been sold a lot. Yeah, and God's going to do this. That, that, that ain't true, people. That's why you still broke. You give your $100 to the preacher on Sunday morning, and then you go home, and you can't get Similac milk, and your titties don't have none in it to feed that baby. You know? How do you know? Them titties might have okay. some in it. No, you go on and get Reb that money. Now, Reb done his job, but you uh-huh. didn't have the right faith. <laughs> And, and, and you expecting the preacher to give unto you. God's supposed to do. And here's the philosophy. is this. You shut your eyes and look. You give it to a cause. Now you go to the doctor, all right, and you didn't hear a rumor. My doctor made many mistakes, and you stay right there. And you don't say nothing about your doctor driving a Mercedes or a Cadillac. You don't even say nothing about and your hairstyle. The point that I'm trying to make is the process of the church is wrong. The system of belief is right. Mr. Johnson said it adequately, and he said it very intelligent. He don't want to pay nobody, and he preached at my church, and I paid his ass. Musician was worthy he of his time. He's a workman. He's a workman. Oh God, when he don't care. My people would give uh, him an offer. Uh, that nigga, that nigga I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you. I am done. I am done. And I will tell you. Now you got to have that money. Oh, I ain't coming. I probably gave it back. I probably gave it back. You was known for a big giver in the church. Now, this this ain't no joke and no shame. The man gave a bunch of money. And I'm not going to make Me and him had a conversation. Well, whatever, you ain't gave nothing back. But whatever, I've known it. I took you out to eat. You probably paid more for the meal than you gave me. Lots of money. There's churches in this city of Houston. I'm going to expose if we get another show. If not, I get my own damn show. And we do all kind of shit. Okay, and one church in this city that a lot of black people build, and they have a white pastor, and you didn't build, and you didn't been there 30, 40 years, and he'll tell you no, if you ain't not part of his church, you can't have a funeral there. Now that's not right, and they need to be checked out. I think the government need to look into them and the IRS. Don't tell somebody you can't have, and if you do, you got these stipulations. I'm not happy with that. I hope they see this. Now, misunderstood, sugar and went down again because she fell out the other time, and I don't get that. Well, let me ask you this. Well, let, well, well, let me say one other thing because the man took took a lot of her time. We talked about the black church. Ain't nobody took a lot of your time. We talked about we talked about the black church. 
and why they're not building in their community. Because the preacher is scared that you are fired any day. He's going to let, and I was trying to tell you I'm with you. And so he can't establish in the community because he's scared. Uh, and the black church, unfortunately, is crippled and paralyzed. They te won't tell you. They need them homosexuals twisting down the aisle. And I've heard them tell me many things. Okay? And they, they're good workers, they tell me. Okay? And they're good singers. I don't have, have no none of the gospel singing, and I don't get into it. But the church ain't ain't fair and right. And, and why I say that is we agree with what makes us feel good. And that that makes us uncomfortable, we don't support and we complain about it. But on the other hand, Mr. Johnson is right. Them punks shouldn't be tipping down the folk. Well, them, them, you, you got some professional homemongers. <laughs> you got some professional homemongers in the church and screw many women. You got some preachers and been through a bunch of them. It's a whole lengthier thing. But the idea is why will the black church not invest in the same community where they kick pick up the money? And I'll go. You know why? Here's why. Because they don't live there and they people don't come from there. So do you believe that that there is a responsibility for the church to invest in that community they serve, particularly in the case of the black churches and, and the it's black plausible, but what you gonna invest in in that community? If you open a chicken shack, they're gonna rob you every night. If you open a restaurant, they're gonna to steal. No, what what do you to I mean, what do you open up? Another church? Because if you go in our community, you got a church on every other block. So let, let, let's let hear from uh, Dr. Johnson. I want to hear his take on this. No, seriously, though, I came in clowning, acting a fool. But you got paid from our church. <laughs> and my members still out there, and we paid you real. And you paid me when I spoke at your places. And hey, well, listen, this weekend, check, this check this out. Seriously. When I started the Resetter in 2023, I had an agenda. My agenda was to start off talking self-help, self-development, helping out other people. I also have a spiritual agenda that's going to come out because I made up in my mind this year, I'm not going to play church. What I you mean were by playing? Oh yeah, a lot of you too no. damn old. We oh we we the third okay. Time. I didn't interrupt you though. Yeah, Let me talk. I didn't I, that's you. okay. Misunderstood. I didn't interrupt you. Gotta you take your insulin. You fell out last week. You gotta eat yourself. We're we gonna go here. Let, we're gonna let Doctor Johnson finish <laughs> up. <laughs> I didn't he didn't let me finish. He cut me out. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I did not. Did. I you let everybody have their peace. You came on. I'm gonna buy, buy a time clock for the in the trenches so that way you can put niggas on we the don't time. Need no time. <laughs> Give them 10 minutes to make their point and then eh, next. This nigga <laughs> here gonna talk for an hour. Now, now let me say this here. What I was about to say, the resetters on the other agenda was is is personal. I'm not a church hater and I'm not gonna call church hurt. I don't believe in all of that because 
understand. Well, let me say it from this perspective, Miss Agent. I'm glad you're back because I, I told him I was joking and just clowning my first part when I popped in because I know what the title was about. Man, I've won more people to God than anybody that I know. I'll take the lazy, the crazy, the blind, the deaf, and the dumb. I'd preach to a prostitute, a pimp, whoever, because the Bible says such for some of you. I'm not exempt. I matter of fact, Baker, Galatians 6 is where I'm coming from at the celebration service, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I, I caught something in that scripture that it said that the family, the family, the Bible talks about doing good to all, but then he said, especially to the family of believers. Try people are some of the rudest and nastiest people you could ever meet. That's true. Because we don't love like we should. If Adrian call us and say, hey, she need $1,000, well, I know Mr. Baker, we ain't the type of group that's going to be talking about, well, if Terrell called us tonight and say, hey, man, we need $1,000. We're not saying, I, at least I know Baker do it and I do. I'm not asking for what. I trust Terrell. If Terrell say, man, I need some help, I ain't, I'm not going to say for what. Agent, you call me and say, I need some help, I'm not going to ask you a thousand questions, especially Arshia. I'm learning to love Arshia. She's something else. But <laughs> if, I, if I like you, I'm not going to ask you for what. And that's where we live at. See, a lot of people claim in church hurt because they went through some experience with people. Arshia said it best. When you got people, you're going to have hurt because people hurt people. But one thing caught my attention. He said, do good to all. All means all. But then he emphasized, he said, especially to those other families. If Terrell, this podcast is your family, then you should do good, especially to your family. Mm -hmm. Everybody don't have the same favor. I, 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 I met Adrian and Arshir and you through ATS. I've been knowing Baker for 30 years, so that's how I can handle him because I know him. And, and we're just joking around. But y'all became a family. I talk to y'all more than I talk to my biological. So that means y'all family. But what happens is, this is what happens in the church. The preachers are fighting against the preachers. The apostles are trying to outdo the apostles. Now, look at this stuff. The, the Episcopal role. All of that mess come from the Catholic church. Not, every, not the black folks trying to tell other black folks what they should wear and how they should wear it. Man, I can go in there with a t-shirt and some jeans and do what I need to do. They worrying about if my, my hat right. They worrying about if I got on the right color. I could have on some Fruit Loop drawers. What difference does it make? <laughs> uh, white ones? Smile and face. Now, I graduated. I don't white wear some white drawers no more. All of my drawers are cut. <laughs> I have an accident. You're going to see. My mama say I always keep on Man, some underwear. Case you go to the doctor, they're gonna cut out my pants and I'm gonna have on some smiley face yellow drawers. <laughs> what difference does it make? So here's the deal. Here's the deal. Seriously. The reason why I said that, Adrian, the point that I was trying to make earlier, I know we should pay our people for help, but I'm saying this here. If you're doing ministry, let's not make money your priority. That's all I was, that's the point I was gonna get to. Of course, I want to pay you, of course, I want to support you, but we got too many. Sound like it, Reverend. Now you. you got, hey, Doc, I didn't interrupt you. Don't just be quiet. You're we back, got too many well, people you backing up. Coming in. No, I'm not backing you up. Adam in the boat, not paying the I'm in fourth year. I ain't paying. Well, he, well, I ain't paying no Doc, well, he, he did say that. He did say he was playing. He, he did say he was joking. No, right. you, don't, you don't do that. He but here's the deal. Here's the deal. Let me tell y'all something. 
the church is an organism. It's not an organization. Baker can die tomorrow. The church is still going to go on. King can die tomorrow. The church still march on. Yeah. The church is an organism. It's not an organization. So guess what? We forgot that the church is an organism. We're making it an organization. Look at the Black Lives Matter. We put more fake. emphasis on, on that. It was fake and fraud. I said. Well, it ain't your time to say right now. It's my time. So what happens is we're, we, if we put our faith and trust in the source, then you're right. We shouldn't have chicken dinners. We shouldn't have fish fries. He's our source. He's our provider. But we've gotten away from that. Now, another thing, pandemic changed the game. Arshia says she's having church at home. Uh, a lot of folks is having church at home. We got a lot of Facebook pastors now because of that. And that's the only pulpit they'll ever have because they can't, they're hiding behind that screen. So here's the deal. I remember telling my preachers this in my Bible college. Stop worrying about preaching behind your pastor's desk. Because if I was going to start up my theological class agent, I was going to have every one of them, number one, sign a five-year commitment to their pastor, to their church. Because at the time, everybody come get a piece of paper, they think they had it made. Now, that piece of paper don't make you. You're supposed to make the paper. Number two, I used to tell them to go preach at a nursing home. They're about to go out here to glory. So go and preach them happy till they get on home. But everybody's worrying about a pulpit. Man, listen, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back to like my boy did, the cell churches. When he opened up his church, they had over 800 people because they had these people in Bible studies at home. We used to teach 10-week Bible studies in people's homes. It wasn't about a church. The church, you are the church. Because if you can't do right at home, you ain't going to do right at church. At the building, I'm going to just call it the building. I was told this here, the best sermon that you could ever preach is the one that you live. We all not perfect. We all know that. We all can cut up the best of them. We can cut up with the best of them. But I was asked a question this week by an individual. They asked me the question, what does it mean in John 3.16 when he said, whosoever believe should have eternal life and never perish? The denomination of the debate with me said, oh, you got to go through Acts 238, Matthew 28, 19. I think he summed it up in John 316, because first of all, if you don't believe in this God that we're trying to tell you to get baptized in, you it's, it's no use. We're wasting our time because we have a group of individuals, people out here still to this day, wrestling with the belief that God that we preach about. Yeah, that's we got cool. a bunch of folks that are nasty with their attitudes and and and, and want to shout you, shout you out on Sunday morning. And that, and I know they're trying, they're trying. But guess what? That's Each true. one of us have a choice. We can wake up in the morning and say, you know what, I'm gonna do the right thing today. Or we can make up in the morning and say, man, I'm gonna go bang me twenty different girls. I'm gonna go hang out at the strip club. It's choices. We can make those choices. Yes, we can. We can. You could choose to go be the biggest player in the world, or you could choose to be the faithfulest husband that ever was, but it's a choice. We have to make these choices every day. She asked, she asked me the question. She said, what does it mean to die daily? Now, these are some pretty interesting what questions. You tell 
What Total you tell exactly just what it means to die and what to your flesh and try to live spiritually as best you can. Did you die daily? I die every day. I say, Lord, forgive me for about well, the cussing well, thing out because you know I'm about to do it. That means die daily. <laughs> Lord, I ain't gonna eat all this chicken. I'm Let me handle all this thing. alcohol. So, I ain't gonna do much hoeing today. I'm gonna cut back. So let me ask you this: this last question. And uh, so now, how how can I put this? What are some of the challenges that you feel? And I, and I hear what you what everyone is saying, but what are the some of the challenges that possibly your church or any church or black church uh faces when it comes to investing? in the black community thank you get back you to that question that, that, are you going to open up a chicken up. chat in your community well here's the deal terrell first and foremost the reason why we don't have a lot of church doing investments there might be a few it's because you got to remember we don't know how to act as a black business we don't support each other we don't know how to support each other business so how the church gonna help us if we as business people can't do it and uh, misunderstood could tell us on Facebook that she fit open up a two row and she got cars for rent. Uh, she fit to rent out 10 cars. Nigga still going to hers. Mm -hmm. Who? Instead, instead of knowing that stay in Philadelphia with her, hey, I'm going to go support her. That TikTok that I sent you, are sure about that guy who opened up the Black Beauty Salon and the Korean guy was saying he was going to call the vendors to shut him down because he didn't. Mm -hmm. that, that's foolishness. Black folks should rally behind him like crazy and shut the Korean down. Y'all dominated this mess for years. Y'all little ugly kids done graduated and got degrees behind black folks we've had. But you're going to try to shut the vendor down? No, the church can't do nothing to where we, you got to understand, the church job is dealing with spiritual salvation and we need to help our people who are members. They are to eat first. Those are the ones we are to especially love and help. If they're a member of your church, I believe the pastor, see the pastor's too busy trying to teach Bible study every Wednesday night instead of trying to do personal development. Somebody just might need to learn how to balance their checkbook and need the church help. Somebody needs to probably know how to get their credit worked on with the church help. That nigga trying to preach every Wednesday night. Then who? That nigga, the pastor, trying to get an offering. So yeah, it starts with the leadership. If the leadership ain't teaching it to the people, man, look, I put $120,000 in my former church. And that's the word. What was the name of the church? We came, Apostolic Tabernacle. Wait, so, okay. <laughs> what's the address? And so now, <laughs> what's the address? Now, what happens is what's I will not put $120,000 in anybody's church again. Because one, I'd rather take that hundred and twenty thousand dollars and give it to St. Jude's who does some great work. I don't work. see their hospitals. Okay, I don't trust them. Who can't afford to go to they they hear white children? I don't, I don't care. Black oh, it's white, black, and green. I get, the I, like I get the email. I don't like. I get the emails report. That's your opinion. Yeah. I get the email. Go, go, go. Tell me and then it's my money. If I want to put it over there. I see, this give a million dollars what, to my church. Stop talking and listen. We're going to be judged by our deeds, not by our works. And so if my deeds help me support anybody outside that's doing something, that's what God is going to judge me for. That's the seed that I'm sowing. I'm not putting $120,000 in the white man's church no more who ain't doing nothing for the black people. I believe you, Mr. That ain't happening no more. 
but you want to give the St. Jude, they got a lot of problems stealing money. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, they, got a, they got a lot of people that they help too. You, who you know any? Yeah, I know the ones that I get the emails on. The families you know, that you I don't see. know them. You know what so, they send you. You know them? You don't know them either. I they don't support St. Jude. But then that's your problem. You support who you want to support. Go support the <laughs> white politicians. I'm going to support St. <laughs> Jude. What you calling me? So, all right. So, let, let me handle them, Doc. They're calling me. Hold on, hold on. They ain't teaching the people how they do that. I ain't ashamed to oh. say I'm a Republican. If you're trying to say support the white politician, because the yeah, black them white, doing the, the white, the white Republicans who are trying to kill the I'm, black works. Yeah, and the black ones who keep duking us and pimping us and taking us in them white vans to Popeye's chicken and you get $25 <laughs> and we ask to go to Fiesta too. But the white, the white politicians can't walk through the ghetto like we can and do but something. They can, yeah, They're scared. Well, I don't vote black or white. I Jesus walked them. through the ghetto with the ghetto folks, the down and hard. He wasn't hanging out with them white, rich uh, Pharisees. So let me ask yes, you. Yes, he did. So <laughs> in close to closing, let, let's let me do it this way. I'll start with the lovely uh Archie. What what would you say can be done and changed based on what's being discussed by Dr. Johnson, Dr. Baker, and misunderstood to she can't speak for me. You all let me. Say what I want to be church. Oh, I, 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 I got a problem with the church. I, what? It's not your time. Your name not Arshir. Man, your name not Arshir. Wait in line till your time to speak. And we let this Johnny come lately come in eating chicken and tacos. So, Arshir, so, what would you say as as we getting as we going to a close? That something that people that are watching and listening should process and think about to make a change because one of the things that you know i always try to tell people now is don't be bitter be better and then execute so what is it that they can not be bitter about then be better about and then execute on this not be bitter i'm gonna go like this let the people um have a say so on what's going on and how things can be divvied out um, because the people know what they need. You know, um, let the people say what they need because, I mean, the pastor, well, I can't speak for the pastor. I'm not a pastor. So just let the people say what they need. Um, and for us going into the community, see, do some surveys. See what the community needs. Um, so then you can base your um, the need analysis or the needs of the people based on what the people need. Then, then you can come together as the board or as the whole church, if they want to, to create a plan on how to help the people in need. And then after that, you can come back together and do like a, a retrospective to see, okay, can we do better at this? Can we improve at this? You know? Just let everybody be involved, because I know when everybody being involved, people like that. Um, you weren't involved in your church, for sure? I was. I actually was involved. Did you see something that disturbed? 
I was actually, I was very, very involved in all my churches. No, I, I said, did you see something that bothered you? That, that oh, yeah. You? I said that earlier when they would take the money out of this and do this with it or, you know, playing different stuff. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, Are I they still that. around. Yeah, they still around. <laughs> Have you ever seen that happen in any other industry? Um. No, yeah. not yeah. Mm, yes. yes. Let me talk. Let me talk, okay? If I want to say, mm, I'll the, say, mm, the church, yes. The church ain't the only one still. Of course not. Corporate America still, but they do it differently. They do it differently everywhere. But it's, still. it's not just the church. Man, let that lady talk because the subject at hand is about the black church. He ain't talking about no corporate. Man. He said the subject at hand is why they don't invest in the community, and I'm trying to keep us back there. It's because they're not investing. The yeah, let that woman talk. And you be that's listening. not the question he asked. Well, so, that's on the agenda, I'm sure. That, I, I get that. Mr. What's the subject tonight? Well, then, I ask get the, that. I'm just answering what's what he asked. Order in the tonight. court. So what I asked the topic that we talked about earlier is a different topic that he asking now. So I ain't have the uh, the floor to talk. So be quiet and I will talk. All right. Handle him, Marshall. Make him cut off. So, like I said, if oh, you ask the people what they need, the people can tell you what they need based on what they need. You understand? And of course, corporate America in different places they do different stuff. And of course, I've seen other stuff, but based in my moment, I'm not going to live my life on based what other people are doing. You understand? Mm. Got to keep moving forward. But go ahead. Gotcha. What about you, oh, Misunderstood? Don't let him ruffle your feathers. <laughs> oh, he not. He not. I sleep good at night. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> okay. So what's your take on what is it that the listeners and, and those that are watching can take from the topic that not to be bitter, be better, and then execute. You have to do what is right for yourself. It's not going to come from a building because nothing is going to come out of the building, but the people that are in the building. All people are going to fall short in something. So you don't rest your banks in that. However, when it comes down to learning information that's going to benefit you financially, you need this because in order for you to really fix your world or fix your situation, you will financially need to do it. You don't want to just do it for yourself. You want to be able to do it so that it can be generational and then you can leave something for the next generation. Whether it's the information of how to do or it's the actual funding that you've actually put into work. Regardless of what it is, I mean, the black church, we put a lot of onus on the black church. But when we turn back around and just look at our own individual selves, we fall so much shorter than the church. It's like, where does the conversation really even come from? <laughs> Jesus never even worked in the church. The only mm. thing he did in the church was tear it the hell up. <laughs> so go ahead. I'm just saying, you know, so if we 
So if we if you want to be all of the way correct about it, it is like you are the church, like Ken said. Like so there's been so many different conversations and innuendos thrown around within our conversation that it kind of gets you lost in the sauce. We like to be entertained. We don't like to be told what to do. You know, so if someone had came on and said, this is the financial report for the next two weeks, you need to do it this way so that you can save $1,500 for your, you know, for your first month of your investment, nobody would have listened. Nobody would have, you know, everybody would have had their own idea of how I could say this. Well, you know, I could do it this way. And because as long as we always have that, we shouldn't even put that onus on the church. We should put the onus on the church to say that when you do come in here, we need to make it so that it's a place where you can come and you can worship. You can get some fuel so you can go back out and continue to do what it is that you're really supposed to be doing. And that's ministering outside and whatever it is. Now, it might not be financially, though. And, you know, just because we watch money come into the church, you know, everybody, what's that say? What's it say? If you watching my if you watching my money, you can't watch your money, you know. So is if if you think about it, the people that really are not talking about the church, they driving Bentleys like the pastor, you know. Or the pastor might have a Acura, and the members have Bentleys. So there's a there's a breakdown in it. And is it coming from the church? I think it's coming from more of the idea of church. Not so much from the pulpit, you know what I mean? But it's from all of the things that, you know, if you can't find the answer, God can do it, you know? So now because we don't have answers for things, we say, okay, the church should do it. And it's like, the church is just made up of a whole bunch of raggedy people, you know? like You said it's made up of a bunch of whores and pimps. Everything. And whores, pimps, drunks, drug dealers, you know what I mean? Like, if it's a good church, excuse me. If it's a good church, the way my pastor says it is it's a hospital. So if you come in this joint and you're not sick, something is really wrong with you. If you're thinking about it, because the only reason why you're coming in here is because you're sick and you need to be well. So are the people outside better than we are? Hear Dr. Johnson say it half the time. Yeah, because the people outside will speak to you and the people coming out the church ain't. Mm -hmm. They trying to run you over. So when you look at what we got, it's way bigger than just, is it the church's responsibility or is it the church? No, it's more of a human responsibility. What do you believe? What do you want? And what do you want for your for the neighbor? You know how it says, love thyself as your neighbor? The mm -hmm. problem is half of us don't even know our damn neighbor. Yeah, that's and true. that's the truth. Don't want to know our neighbor. So if you don't want to know your neighbor, don't care to know your neighbor, who the hell are you, who are you fooling trying to say, oh, what a church should do? No, shut up. Everybody need to do better. And then when we come collectively together, then maybe we can see it over overflow into our church buildings and then into our uh, misunderstood. Misunderstood. Yes, I would call you a prophet tonight because the host, uh, lustrous host, had a, I had a conversation with him today and our church name was, <laughs> okay, but the Amen. nickname was 
the hospital. Now, Dr. Johnson will attest to this. We would call our church the hospital as a nickname because if you stumble in, sick, broken, depressed, you will leave healed and delivered. It's weird that we was in a little small, small space, right, Dr. Johnson? And then we stumbled over less than 200 yards of feet to 7,000 square feet, which was a hospital. Amen. And, and what I, I guess what are we trying to say, the same thing, but in a different arrangement of order. We're sick of the church not producing in a community like it ought to be. We're sick of the church, we just don't see it in the term of the preachers, always is the image of success. I don't like it. I stopped wearing suits to church because I wanted everybody to come to church to feel like they were normal and remove the excuse for saying, I can't come because I ain't got nothing to wear. The pews in our church, the, chair, the little chairs we had, they tried to put them big chairs up there, special seats for the preacher, Dr. Johnson will tell you. I said, those pew chairs that we had are good enough for the people, they're good enough for us. I wanted to look like, feel like them. Bishop attire, I had it. They bought it. Ms. Johnston, I think, picked her. I don't remember. Dr. Johnson, I think, was part of my bishop ring they gave me. I wore it a couple of times. But one thing he'll tell you, I wanted to feel like and connect to the people and didn't feel like when you look at me, I dress better, look better. And they got on me about wearing suits. And why? then I said nobody was wearing suits. Now I got some instructions. Well, you know what I'm talking about. The church, the church has been a a big old fraud to a lot of people. And and Mr. Johnson know this. People, look, Sharon, I don't blame you. Now, what's the name of your church online again? That big church. You know the church. You know the church. Why you want to go to that church? Want me to tell you something about why? So get well, ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Get, well, get well, the money out, get it out, get it out, get it out. Bring ah, ah, the money, money, money coming. Ah, well, let me let me let me, let me hear uh, Doctor Johnson, uh, Doctor Johnson, uh, response. To this. Seriously, in closing, in, in closing, is is not about that. It's about better. What can we do different? It all starts with the leaders. I have to say that again. It starts with the church leader. Matter of fact, I think what should happen, Terrell, is people, if you're going to go to a new church, that should you should interview the pastor. Hey, what y'all do here? What do y'all do for the community? How many times you been married? We're talking to the leader now. I'm not talking about the folks in the church. Well, why? No. Talk to everybody. I said interview. Time. Interview means questions. But I'm Ooh. just saying, it's everybody right. then. You can't so, just put that one. No, I ain't got to ask everybody. I'm asking the leader. You ask the leader because the leader is the one who point the direction. That's why I say I got a surprise for you. It's coming out. Because here's what I would do. What can we do for the community? Somebody asked the question, let's ask the community. No, we don't need to ask the community. We need to fulfill a void. And we know where the void is at. You got single mothers. You got widows. You got 
You got people that, that need some help. The church consists of the spiritual thing, but we got folks in the church, in the hospital that have some other needs. Mm-hmm. Now, I, Baker, you know, you come to that altar and saying you need prayer and you're crying. I need to know what we're praying for. That ain't your business. It is my business. No, it's not. Agreement. It is my business. Her man. You, know, you ain't go, I ain't gonna tell you. But then that's yes. you. Now you try to tell me that Jesus said, well, Mr. Syria said, who is thy neighbor? Well, I well, ask that question. I don't that's, know that's, my neighbor. That's I want to know my neighbor. I want to know my neighbor. That's Love your neighbors. Who I want to know my neighbor. neighbor. Who is my neighbor? The neighbor could be a serial killer. Could be Who a pedophile. Who is my neighbor? I'm going to know. Hey, Doc, what you been doing you the last know what I, I can't come up weeping. And you want to no, know no, what's going on? Weeping. She... I'm a, I'm a, did she leave you last night? So it can be in the bu- so it can be in the church bulletin? Just pray, <laughs> preacher. Let the spirit go to work. Let your desire. I ain't telling. Don't it, tell it, the it, preacher it. a damn thing. Yeah, <laughs> so, so go ahead, Dr. Johnson. Let the Lord tell now, now seriously, though, what could do better if, if, you, if, you, if you investigate, if you ask questions, you'll find out what you're getting yourself into. And it's okay to find out what that church history is, what that church goal, mission, and what they're trying to accomplish. Because we started off talking about how could the church invest into the community. Well, again, if the church don't have itself together to make that investment, if they're not doing nothing currently, then perhaps that's a new arm of ministry that can be developed by somebody who has a burden and passion for what that needs to be. But I think that we should find out, hey, Terrell, this would be a good idea. Let's go talk to some of these black pastors and ask, what are y'all doing for the community? What your church is doing for the community? That would be a podcast all in itself. Go interview 25 pastors and ask, mm-hmm. what your church is doing for the community? They don't need to know. These white folks are going on, on TikTok, going to these government, or they say public facilities with cameras. They're talking about, I'm doing my constitutional work. Well, let's go ask the black churches. We used to have that program in Houston on what's on KTSU, what's happening in the black church. And that stuff that they were talking about, I'm like, no, nah, y'all lying. Let's tell the truth what's happening in the black church. Our kids are getting pregnant, preachers beating up their wives, and and all kind of stuff going on in the church. Let's talk about what's really happening in the black church. So guess what, Terrell? Let's go ask these leaders. See, they're too busy trying to be politicians. Everybody want to be a politician now, an activist. Man, clean up your neighborhood. You're, you're acting. Your ass is acting. You're not an activist. <laughs> Start with your own neighborhood. But here's the sad thing. I'm going to close with this because I'm, I'm going to respect the time. That Pastor Baker talking about being over there 35 years, guarantee he don't know five preachers on that block, and that's a shame. How could you pass in the neighborhood? I don't care if you are Baptist. 44 years. And don't know who your other pastors are. 44 years he's been there. But I don't care for 54. That's a shame. You're in the same pond, but you don't know who the other fisherman is because you got an ego? You think your doo-doo don't stink? You think you the man? They got the poop spray. Who's the pastor down the street? I don't know. Who's the pastor over there at Second Missionary Baptist Church? I don't know. Why? Because it ain't a Pentecostal church? You don't know? You only know the Pentecostal pastor? Man, I want me some good old old school Baptist preacher friends because they're going to tell it to, like it is. Are you they're in a Baptist cut, church now? They'll cuss you out when you need to be cursed out. I, I want to meet them all. I take are the ladies. Are you in the a friend. Baptist church now? So to close out and answer your question, Terrell, let's interview those pastors and ask them, what are you doing for the community? 
Let's ask them, the leaders, because the saints ain't going to do nothing if the head ain't pushing it. How could they invest if the pastor don't even know what's going on? Women's shelters for women. Ma'am, look, help the women who need the help. Help the men who need the help. Help the young people that need the help. But have some guidelines in place. All right, now look, you're having a hard time. For the next six months, we're going to help you out. We're going to help you get on your feet. But we need to see some applications that you've been. The Work Source Commission does it to keep getting that workers' compensation or that unemployment. You got to report to them five places you've been to look for a job. Why not hold people accountability? I'm not just going to give you my money because you come up with a sad story. I want you to be accountable for your situation. If I'm going to help you, let me help you. You know, I remember this here, and I'm going to close. I had one preacher who was beating his that's wife. Your third, that's your third close, preacher. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. We the man came count. to the church. The lady <laughs> sat on the front row with shades on, had a black eye. And then I told his, uh, I told him, I took him outside. To, I told him this here. I said, man, you're going to go behind this building today. If you can whoop me, then I expect to see another black eye on that woman's face. I said, but, Doc, you ain't going to whoop me. I said, because that's a shame. That's your cheerleader. You beating up your cheerleader. She don't want to really like you. Yeah, you ain't no, it ain't like you're a stellar preacher, truth be told. But you're over here acting a fool, beating on what's his it, What's his name? That ain't your business. So anyway, Terrell, let's do that. Let's go interview some pastors. I'll go with you. Go to, I'll They're interview. busy. They're busy. They don't have time for that. What you do? We'll catch them eating. They all like to eat. What you doing for the community? <laughs> What are you doing for the community? What is your church doing for the community? We want to know. Who are you? I'm an I'm a, I'm a independent journalist in talking to black churches. <laughs> then go down there. Why you won't go down there and interview City Hall, Sylvester Turner? I'm not a politician. I'm not worried about Don't be people. one when it comes to preachers. Go down yeah. there and tell the city to stop lying and stealing. That and ain't the subject that's in. We're talking about sissy. investment in the black churches. Sissy. So we're going to talk to the black pastors. That's sissy. Yeah. Fraud, crooked, you going to jail, indictments so, are coming. They're already so, out. Go get the newspaper. That's what we need to be. Not at the preacher's door. I'm going to let you home. have that because a lot of them, sis, them pastors, you know, hanging with that sissy you calling as a I man. don't know what you're talking about. But they're I acting about their activists and instead let's of go the community. To you know what? And call How come the they're not investing? They're not the investing because they're busy trying to be active. If we're worrying about somebody got shot, killed, or did something other instead of building the community. Houston is the new See, Chicago. I had a source when I was a young man coming up. I had a Houston place. Houston is the new Chicago. Well, look at the news. Man. We didn't have uh, already nine. Uh, yeah, this is what we're gonna do. We're we gonna, gonna go, go interview them black pastors. Let's do it. We we gotta go. What about the white preachers that you <laughs> came out of? <laughs> we, what we gotta do? We gotta end this episode right here. Now, I had some good stuff, Terrell. I mean, you didn't let Mr. Johnson try to derail the show for his cronies. <laughs> so well, I just want to thank each and every one of y'all for taking the time. That out. man put me under a mandate to the other day and tell me what I got to do <laughs> and where. Man, the show ain't ain't gonna go quiet. Quiet. <laughs> ended. Gonna be quiet. We know I'm out of here at nine o'clock. So I uh, thank y'all for <laughs> this. Ain't this, has been a, this has been 
if you've been listening and watching, this has been, if you notice, this has been a funny but very interesting episode on this particular topic. So i leave you with this. Please be sure and subscribe to our Patreon for the latest episodes. And if you look at the bottom of the screen, there was a, there is an actual website to where you can go and you join, become a member. The purpose of Patreon is because the money that is coming in is to help us to better our system, but not, not only just that, but to also to help give back to the community from veterans to what uh, misunderstood program has to helping the youth up in uh, Philadelphia and things of that nature. So we ask you and please uh, join and subscribe to Patreon for the understood by the youth program. I need to know about that. <laughs> well, you need to get you need to I know about the grand piano in your background. <laughs> how many of the, how many of the hosts on here are the guests are subscribers? Seriously, to the Patreon. Charity begins at home first. <laughs> so, all right. Now, it, no, no. How many of y'all are subscribed? Listen, people, let me change up. What we do on this show provide knowledge, content, inspiration, laughter, truth, relevance. And we can't talk too good without our pocket. If you ain't a subscriber, you're a fraud. <laughs> you, you're a fraud. Because the money that comes in, and even on a reseller, everybody want to be a guest on the reseller, but don't want to support resellers with $25 to help support people in the community. Blacks, okay, uh, African-American, whatever y'all are. <laughs> and the reseller show, has a Patreon account, which helps him help veterans. That's when you invest in your community. That's your neighbor. Jesus said, who is, the who is my neighbor? It's those that when they were hungry, you fed them. It ain't that uh, person next door to you. It's the man on the street that need to eat. Who it is my neighbor? It ain't time to preach. This man trying to Well, come. I'm trying to preach because I need to get this money. Who is my name? <laughs> yeah, can I talk a little bit? All right. So, thank y'all. Yeah, I appreciate it. And for those that's listening and watching, <laughs> hey, listen, as I like I said before, don't be bitter, be better, and then execute. You've been listening to In the Trenches. Real, raw, plain speak without all the political correctness. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, reach out to TS and F Consultant and Management on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. So long for now from In the Trenches.